audio is working. I, I actually need to double check because I had to make some changes to audio. Uh, so bear with me. I'm going to pop open a new browser and check my uh, feed here. We'll probably get an echo, but let's see. Let's uh, jump to our channel. And uh, I see, oh, we're live on Twitch. Great. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. That is good to know. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to assume we're actually broadcasting. Uh, and if you have anything that you would like to show and or tell, uh, this is the place to do it. Come on by. Uh, we have a link up in our Discord. So if you head over to adafru.it slash Discord, you can hop on and you'll see a link there. Uh, also, my 3D printer just stopped. So whoo, because that was noisy. Um, I forgot when I got that that uh, job started that I was actually going to be in here uh, in my studio doing the the show and tell. Um, so I'm also uh, stalling because we don't have anyone lined up in our show. We had must have had everyone get all of their showing and telling out of their system last night. So uh, we may just do a short one. Um, as part of my vamping, even though I just did my hour long workshop show where I showed and told a whole bunch of stuff. I'll keep going because I have one other thing I wanted to show that I didn't get to. Um, so let me let me do a screen share real quick, and I'll show you something I'm working on. Um, let's see, is that yeah? There we go. So this is a PCB I just got in uh, for a MIDI USB to MIDI USB host device. Um, I'm changing the name. I was going to call it Hostess, then I decided against it. And then my friend Thea Flowers has a has a USB, a much more uh, well-developed USB project called Hostess. So I'm dropping that name. Um, but this is um, a uh, After Dark PCB that I got back from Osh Park. I designed it in Eagle. Um, and what it's going to be is essentially two Trinket M0s with their TX and RX lines run together through a resistor. Um, and so this kind of mimics a, uh, a project that my friend Todd Kurt developed. Uh, this, is, this is the first one I made of these, which is two Trinkets that just have their um, ground RX and TX lines uh, together. So you can plug two USB MIDI host devices together. Um, and this actually crops up more than you'd think. There's devices like a iOS device, which wants to be a host. And then I have a, a Mono Norns, uh, a version of the Mono Norns called a Fates. And the Fates wants um, also to be a host. To, so to get them to work together, you need a host to host uh, plugin so, uh, or pluggable. So this is uh, what this project is going to be. Uh, here's, the, here's the bare PCB. And I started populating it. You can see I populated one side. So this is pretty much just a relayed out trinket. Um, and I'm, I think I'm seeing signs of power on it, which is good. And I've got some programming um, headers plugged in so I can try to flash the thing with CircuitPython, uh, which will be my first time doing that. So wish me luck. But anyway, that's going to be a MIDI to MIDI USB host of some kind. Um, and it needs a new name. So if you if you have name ideas, let me know. Pilot? I don't know. I was kind of going with the Art Deco aeronautical theme. So um, let me know if you have ideas about that. Um, so that'll be that'll be coming. Uh, and let's see. We also had a question over in the chat. I can remove this screen now. Let's see. 
from Mr. Certainly, he said, uh, what do you think of the retro low, uh, retro green low free speaker you have? Oh yeah, sorry, that's in, in the workshop, so I can't bring it here, but um, it is a, a sort of a Bluetooth speaker. It also has an auxiliary in, uh, and it has an FM radio on it. Uh, has a pretty decent sound for the size. It's got kind of a ported back, uh, and it puts out a decent amount of bass. Uh, rechargeable, and uh, I was using it during my workshop show just to plug a small synth into. Uh, I like it okay. It's it's mostly stylish. It's really, really stylish. Uh, it has that leather strap, and I got it in that kind of cool green color. Um, I don't even recall what it costs now, so I don't know if it compares well to other things like it, but uh, look up Lofree, L-O-F-R-E-E. -E. Uh, they make a few kind of cool retro-looking devices. They started out with a... Uh, mechanical keyboard initially, uh, and then they've got a few few other devices that are pretty cool, hip-looking hip devices. Uh, Fede2 says, very nice retro speaker. Thank you, Fede. And Mr. Certainly says it's around $100 on Amazon. Okay. Um, so I am uh, very excited to say that we have a guest who has shown up in the lobby. You're never going to believe who it is, but it is our very own Todd Kurt. Hey, Todd. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hey, Thank you. Thank you I, have, I have I have not, no not much to show. <laughs> yeah, I figured I figured I'd try to I'd try to do something. So I did spend about an hour earlier today. I'm like, oh, maybe I can make something really quick, um, just to show off for this show and tell. And so it doesn't really work. But um, but here is see if I can zoom in on it. <clears throat> so this is the favorite, the little pie ruler from Adafruit, and um, the thing about it is it's got these little touch touch buttons here, which is nice. But I wanted to make a little LED sequencer using NeoPixels. And so currently, the way it's set up is that these three control, there are this one, this one, and this one control R, G, and B. And this one just sort of, I think, dims, yeah. And um, so you can dim it and then add some red, add some green, add some blue. Of course, focusing issues, because <laughs> I'm on autofocus. But um, cool. But yeah, it's like one. It 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 it, uh, it highlights one of the one of the reasons why I stopped working on it is it highlights one of the problems with CapSense, uh, in a lot of cases that is that you can't hold down a button um, because the charge buildup, or you can't really hold it, hold down multiple buttons. Uh -huh. So if, if I don't know if you can see here, but when I press down two buttons, they will go out after a while, and um, and so it's good for like momentary. I mean, you can hold down one button and that works, but you but if you try to hold down two buttons. Um, it stops working, and so is this. Is, is it depleted the Todd? Has it removed? Yes, yes. All of my charge. I can only <laughs> do one finger of charge. I can't do two fingers of charge. <laughs> what if you put out wool socks and rub your feet while you're doing? <clears throat> Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so again, this is you know the, the nice little uh, pie ruler and. Um, Getting getting all the all the Circuit Python stuff onto the trinket nowadays is kind of a pain, especially on a Mac because Mac likes to create all those extra little files that uses up literally about half the tiny amount of flash space that's on this thing. But with a little bit of a little bit of trickery, you can you can do it um, with the command line. But um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, uh, how do I get back to me here? There we go. Um, it's uh, uh, 
fun to use the Pi ruler um, as an input device because it's got these four CapSense pins kind of there waiting for you just to do something with. Great for using it as for like a keyboard, mm -hmm. for like a USB keyboard or USB mini device, but I'm having problems using it as like a normal input device the way you use like a tact button or something. Right. Can you, um, I wonder, Interface-wise, this might be hokey, but could you do uh, tap to start it increasing and tap to stop? Or totally, yeah, to yeah, exactly, back? yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's like once I had to actually think about the sort of user experience of what it was going to be like, I, I just like I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it makes some pretty lights, and I can show that maybe on a video. But that's all yeah. I got. <laughs> and, and so you were saying um, that you were using the command line to flash it to avoid some of the uh, Mac Finder stuff. Is that? Well, no. So, so no matter how you copy files onto the the, the flash drive of a Circuit Python device, the Mac will create these little dot underscore uh, other files that the Finder uses for metadata. <clears throat> you can use the Finder to do this, or command line. It still copies those or still creates those files. And they take up about half, like they're almost the same size uh, as these as these uh, .mpy files on CircuitPython because mm -hmm. <clears throat> the files are so, so small. And I think the the Finder files, the hidden Finder files, are are the, kind of the smallest file you can have on a on the fat USB partition or something. Yeah, right. It takes so a yeah, while. yeah. So basically, what you have to do is just you just you have to copy a file, and then you have to remove the dot slash file. Mm -hmm. Or dot underscore file, and you have to copy another file with the dot underscore file. You can't copy all the files because then you run out of space too fast. Oh man! So, <laughs> so, so it might be it might be the right thing to do would be like maybe to make up a a tar bundle or a zip bundle that has all the files, and maybe if you unzip it, it won't create uh, those crazy I, Mac I feel files. Like there was a um, effort earlier on in Circuit Python that Scott Shawcroft had done to. Uh, help with some automatic deletion of these files or prevention of these files from going on there. I feel like there was something early on about that. Yeah, I'm not sure if that if 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 because like there's actually about three or four different issues. One is that uh, is that the Mac will create a dot trashes folder. That anytime oh, you delete yeah. something in the Finder, it actually doesn't delete it; it just moves it from right. the place where it was to the dot trashes folder. So there's so there's a trick to make that not be a thing. Yeah. Then there's okay. the other thing where uh, the spotlight um, indexer uh, will go and index all the files on any device it can see. And so there's a special thing you need to do to make to turn that off mm -hmm. because otherwise it'll store the the spotlight index on the USB drive the, of the CircuitPython device. Right. And then there's now this 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 other thing of the dot underscore files. And I don't know if anyone's figured out a way to address that. There's Supposedly, some things you can set on your computer that will make it so it won't copy those, or won't create those uh -huh. files. But I've not been able to get that to work. So, yeah, that's one of the things of my homework. Because since I'm since I'm just such a fan of these uh, really low power circuit Python devices that don't have the external flash and have all the all the all the extra space of like 64 megs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And what are you running into that's large on this one? Because NeoPixel and Capacitive Touch are kind of the only fancy things going on with that sketch. Oh, just just copying, if you try to copy over uh, the entirety of the Adafruit underscore HID library oh, yeah, right. for, for, for like USB, to, yeah, to, yeah. to act like a USB keyboard, you actually yeah. can't copy the whole thing over right. just just by doing the thing you'd expect to do, just like drag the folder over to mm -hmm. the lib directory. Mm -hmm. You can't do that, you have to kind of go in by hand. Uh. Um, all, like same thing with the, with the new um, Adafruit LED animation library. 
that I think you're using for, for your Lucio blaster stuff. So yeah. Like that also has enough files that it, um, that it creates so many extra files that it fills up all the space. I see. Yeah. Cause it's but only like 64 it itself, It's not yeah. the problem. It's, it's it times itself or it plus all the dot files. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, uh, people are starting to write better and better Python, like more, um, correct Python, which means like lots of little dot Python files. And while that's better program structure, it means it uses up more disk space because there's like a minimum file size for all the, yeah. all the files. I think there's a, uh, a yeah, there's a cost to that yeah. proper coding. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, looks like someone in the YouTube chat mentioned uh, Daniel Yount said uh, use GZcat to read files that are compressed. Something like yeah, that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I can see doing something like that. Yeah. So one of the one of my to dos is to figure out what's a, a clever way of putting files on the trinket that makes it so you can do it without all this stupid manipulation. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could do it through a, uh, a single board computer, like have your Mac for programming and have a Raspberry Pi for uploading the code to the circuit Python device. <laughs> totally. Like put a man in the middle of the Mac. <laughs> Oh, but uh, I, I do have one other small thing to show, um, and that's I don't know who have, who has who all has seen these. Let's see, is there a better picture? Um, but yeah, there's this new so Seed Seed is a uh, organization, a company kind of like Adafruit, but they're based in China, and um, and they made the Seedwino Zhao. Um, it's a essentially trinket alike, except that it's got more I/O. And it, and it comes in a little like, uh, it, it's got all the circuitry covered in a metal can, which is nice. Um, and it's got a USB-C connector on it, which, which some people really like. Now you can, it, it, this is in like CircuitPython is available for this. Um, and it does work. Uh, unfortunately, there's a couple things that make it hard to use with CircuitPython. One is that you notice there's no reset button. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are reset pads up here on the top. You have to short oh. it yourself. <laughs> yeah, you have to short it yourself. So so it's um, yeah. Can I? So there are these two little pads up there in the corner, um, that are the reset, and and so you can you can reset it that way. But otherwise, it's kind of hard. And um, and so it's got a lot of extra I/O, which is great. But um, but it's not well is not as well supported as the trinket stuff or the itsy bitsy stuff. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, maybe it's also cheaper, uh, than I think it's like maybe five bucks, but, um, the lack of the reset button is a real, is a real kind of, kind of danger. <laughs> That's a cool looking little board. I hadn't heard of that at all. Thank you for posting that. I wonder, is that up in the circuit Python? Uh, did you say circuit Python's available on it or, or yeah. My... yeah, yeah, it's in, it's in the, it's a default build. It's on yeah. the circuitpython.org website. The Zhao. That's a new one on me. That's cool. X X I A O. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the USB C um, boards. The, <laughs> the wave. Yeah. No way, man. USB A for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, USB uh, Mini is still one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that one, it was actually much more obvious which way was up, even though it wasn't. You know, uh, totally. Yeah, there's. Um, but at least it was less uh, likely to go in wrong, like a, a micro USB micros. Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of uh, the Teensies, and this is a this is a Teensy 2.0 that's got the USB 
uh, the USB mini on it. And, um, and it's, it's like, it frustrates me all the time because it's like one of the only boards I have left in, in my universe that is still USB mini. Like most things are micro now or maybe USB-C. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a few special, like I might find a cable for that in a couple of places in my house, but not uh, everywhere like micro is. Good. All right. Well, uh, thank you for stopping in for some showing and telling uh, cool stuff. And uh, I'd be curious to see what, uh, if any other suggestions come through for dealing with some of those uh, dot files. Um, yeah, totally. If we, if, uh, if, we, if, we, if we find something, I'm sure I'll blather on about it at some point. <laughs> Excellent. Good. All right. Cool. Well, have a good one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. See you, Todd. All right, and uh, that's it. That We don't have anyone else here today for uh, for showing and telling. Um, I think I'll cut it there. There's a there's a post from uh, C. Grover in the Discord chat about the uh, Musique Concrete Cuckoo Clock, which is excellent. Um, I don't know if I have a good way to play it right now. I don't think I'm set up for that here. So I will encourage you to go to the Discord and check that out. Uh, and uh, if you also check out the workshop show, there was a, a version of that uh, video uh, in that as well. So uh, that is it for the show and tell, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.